Hey, I'm Chelsea Swift and welcome to my live podcast. The truth is it's so easy to take our days for granted, to put your dreams on the shelf for the sake of the day to day, to overlook the beauty all around us. But sometimes just hearing a turn of phrase, a bit of wit and wisdom at the right moment can totally reopen your eyes and mind to the wonders all around you and the wonders inside yourself. My goal is to be here to inspire you, remind you, and hopefully motivate you into creating your best day with intention and purpose. So without further ado, let's transform your day by transforming you. Welcome to Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. Our spiritual pep talk begins now. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. So today on Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. I am going to be doing a spiritual teaching on fears. So basically, when we fear something, it's typically our egotistical state, which is just a mind-made, man-made illusion that tells us, well, you need to fear this, or you need to fear that, or you need to have this physical reaction to XYZ. So I want to talk about the removal of that today because I want to get you into a state of awareness, a state of consciousness, and more importantly, a state of being where you can recognize that it kind of just is when you do experience a fearful moment. And the reason I want to talk about this today is I feel like when we experience fear, a lot of times it holds us back from our dreams driving forward towards, you know, something we want to achieve, a goal. And the reason that it does this is it blocks your beliefs. So on here, I talk a lot about like energy, law of attraction, all these different things. And the reason I love to get into that so much is it's not just something that I study and practice on a daily basis as far as trying to evolve my own life, you know, as I started my own business and started my blogging and started podcasts and doing all these other things, weird projects that I'm working on right now. If you're my friend in real life, you know, my life is pretty weird. (laughs) As far as like the projects that I'm working on now, I would never believe that I would be working on that like a year ago. But what happens is when you come into consciousness and you come into the state of like, what makes me happy? Regardless of what my ego is telling me to be, do you know, strive, push past, elbow people, make this amount of money. Well, like, what is my purpose? And that's kind of what sparked this change within me is realizing that we can always make money and you can always go back into your field, marketing, communications, advertising. But what is your purpose? Like, what are you here for at this time? Like, why? And again, all religion is accepted on here. I don't care what you pray to the universe, the God, the gods, the goddesses, the angel, it doesn't really matter what you believe in. All religion is welcome. So if you, if you pray to the coffee God, I feel that I pray to that God every morning. So it's not about changing your belief system or confusing you when it comes to religion. It's just about coming into a space where you're beyond all of that. It's not really about holding on to anything. It's actually about creating a space where physical form and space coexist. And it's not just, okay, I only identify with 
my entire, okay, my job title and here's my age and here's my body. Because the reality is you've been a lot of different bodies. So right now you could even say, I truly identify with the fact that I'm this many years old and I'm at this stage in my life and I make this much money and this is my marital status and this is my occupation. And you can truly identify with that, but that's always and forever changing. So how does that make you 100% you? That's how you know there's something deeper. I mean, you've been in a baby's body before. So could I call you a baby? You've been in a toddler's body before. So do I call you an unemployed toddler? I mean, the reality is you've been in so many different phases and bodies and forms and whatever that how can that be the only thing that you identify with? So we're really going to drop some knowledge today. And what I'm really going to talk about is not just relating to your occup- occupation, your um, you know, intelligence, your Uh, you know, the books you read, not just identifying with that, but also creating space around form so that you're completely aware when you are in the state of fear or when you're in the state of adversity, or even when you're in a state of truly just being and enjoying. So I'm going to point that out today and hopefully help your mindset and the fact that, you know, your belief systems, if you want to attract something, your belief system has to change. And what a lot of people don't realize about the law of attraction, it's ask, believe, receive. You know, you'll put in an order from an egotistical space in your mind and you'll say, well, I want a million dollars and you'll ask. And it's not that that's not impossible, but then you have this belief system that holds you back from really, truly being able to receive in the sense that you don't actually believe that it's possible for you to make a million dollars in a year. So your belief systems or maybe even your fears, your very deep suppressed fears need to change in order to change that belief system about what you deserve, which moves you into a state of being receptive. So the receiving part is actually being aware and conscious of what you're consciously trying to create. For example, if you're consistently fearing things, and I used this example the other day, I said, you know, what kind of universe do you live in right now? If you go to the gym and you think to yourself, wow, there's a lot of perverts, there's a lot of weirdos, there's, you know, whatever you're thinking, okay? And and the whole point is what type of universe do you live in? Which for me, what type of mindset do you live in? So if I go to the gym and I think everyone's so friendly and everyone's so helpful, right? Like that's my thought when I go in. I'm excited. I'm around like-minded people. And so I have a very positive experience. And so I said to the person that I was talking to, you know, what state do you live in? Because that's what you're receptive to. That's what you're receiving. So you might think there's predators and to be afraid of things. And I'm afraid to go outside. I'm afraid to go here. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And so when you're on that receptive mode in your mind, that's what you're receiving. So that's just an example of an irrational fear where it's just something so simple, where you're just walking into the gym and you think that people are judging you. And I'm just using an everyday example, by the way. You can apply this to anything else. You could walk into work. It could be your first day. You just got a big promotion or you just got a new job. You're feeling really confident, but maybe it's your third day and your thoughts are wearing you down. You're thinking maybe, oh, you know, what do people think of me? You know, am I doing my job okay? So make sure that your receptive mode is always on, which just means what you want to receive. 
And a lot of times, if you're not working on this every day, because it is a daily practice, if you're not working on it every day, your mind slips back into, all right, what can we talk about that's going to like scare you today? And it's just this egotistical way to build up walls against what the ego can't survive in, which the ego cannot survive in the present moment. It can't survive when you're having a conversation and you're in tune with the conversation, but you also have this space around it where you just respect the fact that it's all just consciousness. It's all just awareness. There's this kind of or like this kind of um, aura around it where it just kind of is. And there's no judgment there. You're not judging the person you're talking to. You're not thinking about what you're going to say next. You're just really in tune with the entire um, experience. And so your ego can't live in that state. And that's why it creates mental blocks, fears, and beliefs so that it can live. It wants to live. It loves to um, be a part of your life and your mind. So let's talk about fears today. This um, particular passage is from Gifts from A Course in Miracles, and it's by Marianne Williamson. I've mentioned it on my podcast before. So before we dive into this, if you are not familiar, you can go back and check out Spiritual Awakening 101, especially some of the first podcasts that I was putting out probably around hmm, probably around January, February, March of like 2019. I was definitely on my own spiritual path. So you might even pick up something from you know, don't even look at titles, <laughs> but I always had some type of channeled message that day. So I would definitely check that out. Um, so let's just get into this passage because there's actually, this is a, what I consider more condensed, a little bit easier to understand and translate um, off of the book, A Course in Miracles. Now, if you're not familiar, if you have a different religion, it's all good, all religion, is accepted on here, pray to, you know, martini glass, pray to God's goddesses. It really doesn't matter. It's more about just walking each other home. So for me personally, I have the book, A Course in Miracles, and I can say that I flip to random parts, stories, pages. I have shifted through the book, but it's a very tough read for me personally. And this book has really given me a little bit more depth as far as understanding what that book is about. Not just that, but again, we're all walking each other home. So any book that really reminds you to stop and take a moment in your consciousness and your presence and your awareness, not a thought about it, but a feeling about it is a really good book. So again, I would highly suggest this. It's gifts from a course in miracles. It's, it's a passage like, um, type of book and I'm going to read fear today. So let's just get into it. Not fear today, but like I'm reading the the passage fear on our, our episode for today. <laughs> Don't fear anything. Be fearless. Like it's all good. So, and that's what we're really going to get into. So let's just get into it. So this says fear. Fear is not justified in any form. And we're going to talk about that in a second. There is nothing to fear. This simply states a fact. It is not a fact to those who believe in illusions, but illusions are not fact. In truth, there is nothing to fear. Fear lies not in reality, but in the minds of children who do not understand reality. Only your mind can produce fear. Attempting the mastery of fear is useless. In fact, it asserts the power of fear. 
by the very assumption that it needs to be mastered. The true resolution rests entirely on mastery through love. The need to recognize fear and face it without disguise is a crucial step in the undoing of the ego. Fear itself and is a pure, I'm sorry, I messed that up. So fear itself, I was doing so well. Fear itself is an appeal for help. This is what recognizing fear really means. Fear and attack are inevitably associated. If you only attack produces fear, and if you see attack and the call for help that it is, the unreality of fear must dawn on you. For fear is a call for love. How true is that? And then it says, look at what you are afraid of. Only the anticipation will frighten you. How true is that? Understand that under each cornerstone of fear on which you have eradicated your insane belief system of belief, the truth lies hidden. Where fear has gone, there, the love must come because there are but these alternatives. Where one appears, the other disappears, and which you share becomes the only one you have. Without anxiety, the mind is wholly kind. And then there's a little passage here. It says, how deceived was I to think that what I feared was in the world instead of in my mind. So the reason that I find this to be probably one of the most important topics when we're talking about belief systems we're talking about health, energy, all these things that I love to talk about um, and practice on a daily basis. I actually did this exercise um, this morning to kind of help my awareness. So I'm going to share that with you at the very end. I feel like it's more important today to just unwind your mind when it comes to fear. So let's get into that. As far as the passage is concerned, how many times, like raise your hand, how many times do you have an irrational fear? It could happen when you're about to give a speech, when you are about to converse with somebody that might be intimidating. It can happen anytime. It could even be when you see an object. You might even be afraid of an object or an animal. It might actually spike irrational fear. So one of the things about letting go when it comes to fear is being able to face it. So step one is to face your fear. Now, a lot of people don't like to do this. They don't like to sit there and they're like, well, that's negative. You know, writing down a list of things that I'm afraid of is negative. But it's actually one of the most healing things that you can do. A lot of times we talk about feel to heal. It is the same way. To be fearless in the face of adversity means what? Facing adversity. You've got to actually take a look at it before you can fear it. And I and I actually told this on my podcast. It was really embarrassing. I remember when I told it, I was so embarrassed. I was like, I should not have posted that episode. I'm like so embarrassed. But I talked about how this like big, like pretty big spider got into my house. And I was terrified of it. I talked about it, you know, just like even the, just seeing it scared me. And I decided that I was just like done fearing stupid shit. So I just didn't care. I just, I, I just let it go. I didn't even care where it was going, what it was doing. The reality is it didn't attack me in my sleep and kill my whole family. Just like in my head, that's what I thought. I was like, this thing will grow to be the size of the room and it'll come in the night and like, what do you think's going to happen is the point, right? I even like saw this meme one time that was like, 
the problem is not seeing the, the spider. The problem is when the spider disappears. And it's true. It could be anything that you're afraid of. You could be gardening and see a snake that's totally chill in its environment. And you're like terrified of it. Why? Let it just go like back into what it was doing. So the thing is, we all have some type of irrational fear is what I'm saying. It's not even based on anything like real. So the first thing that I would say, and it really is helpful, is write down your fears. You can address it verbally. You can address it mentally. But what I find to be helpful is to, in the facing of it, what do you fear? Your deepest, darkest fears. It could even be success. That was one of my deepest suppressed like fears was actually being too successful. Well, if I'm too successful, then people won't like me. They'll be like, well, that person's a winner. And that sounds like the dumbest fear, but it was blocking my success. It was, it was me only wanting to go a certain amount so that people would feel comfortable around me because I'm only going this far. So now you feel comfortable being around me because I'm not above you type of thing, or I'm not, I haven't achieved more than you or anything like that. So that is a true statement just for my successful people out there, people that are building businesses right now, or you're working independent and you're feeling blocked in a way. I want you to really analyze that, like how far you're willing to go, not just like, not in a weird, dirty business way, like how far will you go? Like I'm saying like emotionally and mentally, how far are you willing to let yourself achieve? Like, are you willing to allow yourself to become what you truly, truly want to become? Or is there something that blocks you? So I would just advise like writing down, okay, step one, face it. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to write down, you know, I have an irrational fear of sharks, <laughs> like write down what it is, but it is such a helpful exercise. And this is really going to help clear up your mind over stupid shit. It could be anything, but you definitely want to write it down. Here's my irrational fear. Step two, we want to embrace those fears. Now it's not always easy right away, but what you want to do is get to a space where, okay, now I've written them down. I see what they are and I face them. So now there's some part of you that knows that fear is mind-made or man-made. Maybe it's from an experience. Maybe you have no experience. But the thing is, when you look at the list, you really want to face the fear, the why, the story, the irrational part of it. So the reason you want to do that is you want to create a space around it. You have what you're afraid of, and then you have this illusion of why you're afraid of it just usually a story. So look at the object and then look at the story. Why are you relating those two? Is it an experience? You're like, well, I had this bad experience. Okay. Well, now we're going to actually embrace it. So step two, whether you are making this shit up or it actually happened to you in the past, we're now going to embrace what actually is going on, which is you have irrational fears and we're completely okay with it. We're embracing it because what we're doing is we're not fighting anything that we have. If anything that you fight is going to grow. So you want to be able to embrace it. You know what? I accept the fact that I'm afraid of sharks. I accept the fact that I am afraid of heights, whatever it may be, accept it. I accept the fact that I am afraid of being too successful. I am accept the fact that I am afraid of having it all. Like whatever it is, you have to actually like move into that space where you just embrace it. 
I embrace the fact that I do have these irrational fears. And so the reason you want to embrace it is you want to let your guard down about it. You're not fighting it anymore. You're not adding fuel to it anymore. You're now just aware of it. So step three is really awareness of fear. Anytime it pops up, we're now facing it. So let's just say you're at work and you think about a bill. You're like, you know, I have an irrational fear of finances or whatever. I have a rational fear of getting a big bill. Like that could even be a thing. You could be at work and then you just think about something random like, oh, this big bill. Like anything that you irrationally fear needs to go on this list. So the reason I just say that again is you have weird fears. Could be like the dumbest thing, guys, I'm telling you. But when they pop up, you're going to notice them now because now there's an awareness around that. You don't actually know it right away, but facing it, embracing it really gives you this gift of actually seeing with new eyes. So when something pops up, when you go, oh my God, I bet that person doesn't like me. Like whatever little weird thing you tell yourself, be aware of it. Don't correct it. Don't try to just be aware when it pops up. And then the next step here, step four, is to recognize the silliness of what you're saying and how it's not even true. It's not even a thing because nine times out of 10, it's just an illusion of thoughts that you've built up in your mind. The like realistically, you could have never seen a shark and you'll probably never see one in your life. And there's no reason to fear that truly. I mean, I like, it's not like you're going to get in a tank and swim with sharks. So recognize the silliness of the fear that is just an illusion in your mind. A lot of times people are like, well, thoughts are things and it's not an illusion. And these are my feelings, but there's really no awareness. So I'm going to be getting into space and form and consciousness and talking about that awareness today. And the reason I'm, I'm slowly going into this is because I really want you to grasp that first part, which is so important. Face it. Face why you don't try that cycling class that you really want to go to. Face why you really don't go to that yoga class you really wanted to. Face why you don't travel abroad when you really wanted to go see that country face why you do those things. Embrace why you do those things. You know, it's a form of self-protection, whatever you're doing, but just embrace the fact that it's there. It's okay to have those thoughts, but then now be aware when it pops up and try to recognize how silly some of those illusions are. The more you can dismantle little baby illusions, the easier it becomes when you're surrounded at work in a meeting, boss asks you a weird question, you're not prepared for it. You know, it saves you from those fearful moments of injecting now emotion and feeling throughout your whole body where now you're getting all worked up, your heart rate's changing, your anxiety's moving like through your body. Like now you can be in a calm, collective space. You know what I'm saying? And you can make a better decision. You can be more aware of what you're saying and recognize how silly it is to fear anything that's happening. There's like awareness around the question now and being able to face adversity or being able to just recognize everything that's surrounding you to be able to give a proper answer or whatever, communicate properly. So it could even be something as small as that, just not even being able to stay in the flow of your day. 
So the next step here, uh, step five, is to surrender. Surrender to your truth because it is, it just is. There's no need to attach stories to every little thing in your mind, every little thing in your life. Right now, I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're driving. I don't know if you're laying down in your lounge. I don't know if you're, I don't know what you're doing, but I can promise you have stories about everything around you down to your, like to your radio. You have a story about the radio. You have a story about your car. You have a story about your bag. You have a story about your jacket. <laughs> you have a story about this person. You have stories about your friends. The thing is, just bow to the grace within you. What do you even really know? Like, without your ego trying to attach all these ideas, maybe possible conclusions on maybe kind of sort of know what's going on, maybe you just let things be what they are with no story. Like, how clear and like, Personally, for me, like a weight just gets lifted. I don't know people. I don't know people. I don't know their life. Why am I going to attach anything to it? Why am I going to attach a story to somebody that I don't know? Why am I going to judge them? And that's what judgment is, by the way. That's where your ego stories come from, is you look at a couch and it can't just be like, it's just, it is, it's just there. Why do I need a story about it? Why do I need to describe it? Because once you start to describe, the problem is descriptions create judgments and definitions. It's actually descriptions create definitions, create judgments. So you could see someone walking down the street. You could be like, wow, it's a beautiful person. You could start to analyze them. You could even get to the point where like now you're picking out flaws. Why don't you just recognize the beauty and like let go of your life, man? Like why do you need to judge anything? anybody, any object. What makes you do that? And it's really just your brain is hardwired to know things. It wants to know, it wants to analyze, it wants to feel safe, it wants to feel comfortable. Do I know my surroundings? Do I know, you know what I'm saying? So it's actually like a deep conscious rooting that takes place where you want to feel safe and comfortable and aware, but by accident, you end up describing and giving definitions and even tipping over into judgment. So the biggest part is to just surrender to your truth, which is you don't know shit. And that's okay. Even in formal public schools and conditioning, we're conditioned to always raise our hand and know the answer. But if you're in school, why are you there to learn, right? So you really don't have all the answers. And that's why you're there. You should never feel bad because you don't have your hand raised, right? Shouldn't even be a thing. Like, why do you need to raise your hand? Some people might know before other people, and it doesn't make anybody better. So the thing is, that's where that conditioning comes from, from a very young age of like, well, I need to be all eternal knowing. But the thing is, you're never, ever going to be all knowing. Because the thing is, somebody's always going to know more than you. They're always going to know less than you. And it doesn't make you better or worse. It just is. So surrender to your truth. It just is. Next time you see something, let it be. You see a car, it just is. If it's, if it's quote unquote, a car you really like or a car you really don't like, who cares? Don't attach so much meaning and energy and power to things that just are. It just is. So formal definition can lead you into a high level of judgment. And so that can make you lose sight of the beauty that surrounds you right now. The things that you can look for and appreciate, that space and consciousness of just being aware of what's around you. 
It's not good. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not worse. It just is. So we're going to get into that. Um, the next step here is no, it really just is. So the next thing I'm going to say is sometimes in your mind, you'll start digging. So right when I say it just is surrender to your truth, you try to say, okay, well, I'm going to go dig a little hole over here because I don't know that I can trust this, right? Your ego is not trusting. And so we're going to get into this in a second, but you really need to get into the step of like, you cannot keep digging this fear hole for yourself. You cannot keep digging into judgment. You cannot keep digging into your ego. You cannot keep digging into your fears. You cannot keep digging into feeling superior. You cannot keep digging into feeling inferior. These are just things that you dig, dig, dig. And it's the never ending hole of, I don't know what's real because fear we know is an illusion. If we just say it is what it is, we've now begun to just embrace the awareness or at least the silliness of how quick our brain is to judge and think and think that it knows things. And you might say, well, you think you know spirituality? No, I just practice this. This is my lesson for the day. I'm sharing it with you. That's all that that is. It's not about knowing things that are greater. It's not knowing things that are less. It's just about what is and then doing what is, right? So it's not about anything. It's just about, you know what I mean? You can never stop learning, but the learning is really supposed to infuse you from an educational level that's like not just in your mind, in your belief system, and your overall sense of empowerment, but also aligning you into awareness and consciousness. So anything you learn is supposed to open you up to new experiences and help you use your imagination and help you recognize the beauty around you and really make you think positively because that's what learning is supposed to do. So that's all it is. And on the second half, we're actually going to get into this conversation a little bit deeper. It's just, I had to set you up with the whole, let's take a look at fear. Let's look at how irrational our fears are. Let's look at our mindset as a whole. We're all guilty of judging. We're all guilty of, you know, thinking we're better than people at sometimes. But, you know, in order to dismantle that, it's really important that you don't feel bad about it, that you don't feel like you've done anything wrong. It just kind of is what it is. Or you have a weird, irrational fear that you've never really looked at, that you suppress, or you're afraid to, you know, do this or do that. So just embracing it and just being aware of it is really going to lead you into this next half. So hopefully I see you over there. But if this is goodbye, you can check me out on chelseaswiftblog.com. I have my YouTube channel linked up over there. Um, and then I also have all my blogs that you can click in and view. So I hopefully will see you on the next half. And welcome back to the second half. So hopefully we were able to at least make you aware that fears are truly irrational. Whether it's something you have experienced before or it's just something that you watched, you know, Shark Week and now you're like terrified of tiger sharks because they're like the most aggressive shark. The thing is, it's completely irrational. So a lot of times our fears are an illusion and you might see somebody that you think, well, this person is really fearless. But a lot of times, all that that means is that person is just aware of the present moment. They're not in predictive moment or they're not, you know, asleep in the past. They're just flowing with the current moment. 
doesn't necessarily make them brave or courageous. What it makes them is aware that the time is now as far as acting is concerned. So you act now, you know, kind of not act now, think later. But I mean, really, a lot of times we hold ourselves back from irrational fears, irrational thinking. Well, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And that's what keeps everybody in the same life for 60 plus years. Let's work my nine to five safe job. You know, I'm going to retire. I'm going to do this. And it's not a terrible plan, but it's not the only plan. And sometimes you might have this thought arise or this passion within say, you know, I'd love to start this passion project. I'd love to start my own business. You know, I'd love to do this. And I'm just basing it on my own experience. But you absolutely have fear, fearful thoughts that arise within you from your belief system that says, well, if you do this, like, what if you fail? And what if you, well, that's all necessary things to think about, but things to hold you back from other parts of your life that you've always dreamed about? Is that really what you want to do with your fear? So there's a difference between productive thinking and fearful thinking. And so the reason that I bring this up is a lot of people might say, well, hello, like if you're not analyzing fear, (laughs) could you get yourself in a situation that's maybe not so good? And so the way that I say that is when you are aware and conscious and in tune, you will just know. I know, thinking of a master plan. It used to be my thing too. But I think the thing is when I'm in a moment, it's more about the vibe that I'm getting from what's around me. It's more about the connection that I'm feeling around me. It's more about the awareness and the presence of reading every single uh, object that's coming into place. So if you are in a state of awareness, you'll be able to assess the situation at hand. So if it doesn't feel right, you don't do it. And that's the decision. You don't need to overthink something. You don't need to go back and analyze all your records of like what could happen. What you need to do is stay focused on the present moment. So I'm going to talk about that today. And I'm actually going to read you another passage here. This one is called The Resolution of Conflict and War. So sometimes that war can be outside or it can be in our mind. And I just want to get you in this state of thinking about life in a more positive way before we jump into the second half of the lesson, which is really going to be getting you into this appreciation mode, a receiving mode, hopefully changing the way that you think about your fears. So the resolution of conflict and war, conflict is sleep and peace awakening. There must be doubt before there can be conflict, and every doubt must be about yourself. It is only the wish to deceive that makes war. No one at one with himself can even conceive of conflict. Conflict is the inevitable result of self-deception, and self-deception is dishonesty. War is the condition in which fear is born and grows and seeks to dominate. Peace is the state where love abides and seeks to share itself with others. Conflict and peace are opposites. Where one subsides, the other cannot be. Where one goes, the other disappears. So is the memory of God obscured in minds. And again, insert your God here. This is not about religion. This is about coming into awareness of your spiritual being. It's not about any type of, you know, that's my disclaimer there. 
So gods, gods, insert martini glass. If you don't believe in anything, go ahead, insert coffee god. It doesn't matter Um, because it doesn't. And it's about walking yourself home. It really, really is to love and peace and serenity. So it's a vibe. It's so real. And anyway, so is the memory of, insert your god here, obscured in minds that have become illusions and battlegrounds. Yet far beyond this senseless war, it shines, ready to be remembered when you side with peace. Only the trusting can afford honesty, for only they can see its value. Honesty does not apply only to what you say. The term actually means consistency. There is nothing you can say that contradicts what you think or do. No thought opposes any other thought. No act belittles your word, and no word lacks agreement with another. Such are the truly honest. At no level are they in conflict with themselves. Therefore, it is impossible for them to be in conflict with anything else. In quietness are all things answered, and is every problem quietly resolved. In conflict, there can be no answer and no resolution. For its purpose is to make no resolution possible and to ensure no answer will be plain. A problem set in conflict has no answer for it is seen in different ways. And what would be an answer from one point of view is not an answer to another light. The conflict of illusions disappears when it is brought to truth. For it seems real only as long as it is seen as war between conflicting truths. Conflict is the choice between illusions, one to be crowned as real, the other vanquished and despised. Illusions are but beliefs and what is not there. And the seeming conflict between truth and illusion can only be resolved by separating yourself from the illusion and not the truth. Illusion meets illusion, truth itself. The meeting of illusions leads to war. Peace looking on itself, extends itself. And so this says, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. So this whole passage to me, and obviously it's labeled correctly here, but when I read this this morning, um, the resolution of conflict and war, I've read this a couple times. Um, I've also pulled the passage from the original book, which is A Course in Miracles. So again, on the first half, I did mention this. You can pick up this book. It is Gifts from A Course in Miracles, and it's basically just an easier read (laughs) as opposed to the bigger book here. But basically, you know, you just can't live in fear and at peace at the same time. You cannot have the ego and awareness coexisting. So that's actually going to lead me to the second half of our lesson today, which is decide what kind of universe you want to live in. So back to the law of attraction. And I, and I relate this back because this is a popular, um, you know, it's just kind of become more like mainstream. If anything, I mean, back in the day when I first learned about this at like 17, this was something that nobody really even knew about. Like I was kind of a weird kid, like bringing that shit to school. So like I went to college and they were like, what is this? It was like the secret DVD. And I was like, you guys don't know what this is. And like, I like made all my roommates watch it and they're like, you're weird. Like, what do you even, 
this isn't a movie. Like everyone's like booing it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I guess no, like people aren't into this. So basically it was my first real life experience of like, oh shit. Like it's not really a known thing. I guess I'm kind of weird. So what's weird now is it's all over Instagram. It's all, you know, consciousness. It's a vibe. People are like, it's a vibe. It's a consciousness. And, you know, just as far as like having this new generation that's up and coming and they're more creators than anything, you know, um, and they get a lot of slack for it. But I mean, really, you're following your passion, you're creating, you're taking ownership of your consciousness, like, what better time to be alive. So the thing is, it's more mainstream, but it's more misunderstood. And it's kind of like anything like when, when the, you know, and again, all religions aside, but when, you know, when, you know, the Christianity was evolving, you know, it eventually got so distorted that it actually brought out the ego in people where they think they're better than other people because they're more religious or they can quote, you know, scriptures or passages that they remember. But, you know, being able to translate that on a deep level, on a spiritual level is what it's really for. It's not for you to say, well, here I am higher than everybody because I know God and God walks with me. So the thing is, over time, it becomes kind of forgotten. And I think it's the same thing with the secret because everybody talks about ask, believe, receive, and they'll ask for something from the universe. They'll say, okay, I believe that I'm working with a higher power, but they don't go deeper into their beliefs. So it's, it's not just enough to say it or think it. Um, it, you have to feel it on a soul level. So I want to get you there today as far as like, not fearing things. Let's change out our belief systems. It's so fucking 2019. And let's just get into, you know, welcoming you back, welcoming you back. Can I talk today? Welcoming you back to a space of, you know, awareness and understanding that it's space and form that coexists. So right now in the physical world, we'll just open with this. In the physical world, you have your physical body, you have your physical, whatever it is, your physical desk, your physical laptop, your physical car, your physical home, your physical painting, your physical couch, physical coffee. Do you see why I'm saying this? Because it's everything's physical form, physical form. Everybody, okay, my, I'm just a body. So if you're just a body, how do you have feelings? How do you have receptive, like, how do you have, um, transmitters in your body that let you let you know when something's hot and cold how do you have thoughts how do you have consciousness how are you aware of a thought so the whole thing is that you are beyond physical form and so so many people can argue oh my god you're beyond physical form and there's actually this quote i'm probably not going to cite it correctly but it basically says that um, physicists have now discovered that 99 percent of what we view as physical form is an illusion so it's like, whoa, talk about atoms and different things. We're not going to get into the whole biology of it, but I was just reading about it and it was talking about what they used to believe about matter and space and form and objects is so much more dense than they like even, or so much more in depth, I'm sorry, so much more in depth than they really thought possible. Like they were thinking about it from a very, um, you know, non-logical way before. And now they're starting to realize there's so much space around all physical forms that go so much deeper and 
just anyway, so it was blowing my mind. And that's what I wanted to talk about today when I was talking about awareness, space and form is that space is just the consciousness, the essence, the vibes, the frequency around form. Maybe I'm losing you, maybe I'm not. But it's kind of like how when you meet somebody and you, you know, you completely vibe right away. Or you meet somebody and something's just off about them and you can't figure it out. They're smiling. They look pretty polite. They look normal. But you just can't figure it out. And so the thing is, you have an actual energetic field space around that person. Now, to go deeper into this, because that's just the first layer of of explaining it. So your space around an object could be the actual like vibration of it as far as okay, I have a computer here. And if I look at it from form, it's just physical. It's my body, it's my desk, it's my coffee, it's my chair. But there's an actual space around it in between what you want to say. So for example, could you look at something that's pretty plain? So look at something plain. If your coffee cup doesn't have any sayings on it, look at that. But look at something plain. If your pen is all black, look at that. You know, something around you is very, very plain. Just look at it for a second. You'll see what I'm saying almost immediately. If you could just look at a couch, it's pretty easy because like, what is it? It's just a couch. Like, how much are you going to judge a couch? So for me personally, and I only laugh because it's just like, once you start doing this, you're like, how stupid is it to just like describe things and judge them? Because it's just a fucking couch. Like, who cares? So the thing is, just look at something that is an object that is a form, a physical form, and then look at what it actually is. It just is. So that's all it is. It just is. And that's the space that I'm talking about. There's nothing in between as far as like judgment, descriptions, definitions. The actual space that's around it is awareness. You're just aware of the couch. And so the reason I'm saying this is in order to use your thoughts and your belief system to create a better reality for yourself, You have to have space in between what you truly, truly think you know and what actually is, which is there's physical form and there's space. And that's it. You have physical things and then you have space around it. And that space is is kind of like a barrier to you, um, to your ego. So if you can formulate, I live in a physical world, but there's space and awareness around everything then I can connect to that space, which is going to allow me to stay conscious and welcome myself back into awareness to understand that I'm not identifying with the forms around me. So we've talked about this. If you haven't listened, you definitely need to check out um, Spiritual um, Awakening 101 because it's definitely on point as far as if you really feel like your your job title, your how much money you're making, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's like what you are right now. You won't be that at 65 or you won't be that at 80 and you weren't that at three years old and you weren't that at 13 years old. So what do you really identify with, but a series of identification with forms throughout your entire life only to reach the end and have no true purpose, passion, whatever. The whole thing is that you actually need to like, that's the whole thing where they say the point is to die before you die. The thing is the death within you is your ego. So identification And what's hard is people have really, especially if you built yourself up into a success, and I was like this, like a self-made person, right? 
well, you might be like, well, I've identified with this. I've really come from humble beginnings. I've really built myself up into something. But the thing is like your identification with that keeps you blocked from the awareness within, which is your true self, which is what connects you to true essence and power and true awareness. So what you really want to do is get into the state of non-judgment. So again, if you if you are struggling with your ego, now is a great time to go back into pause this, go, go back into spiritual awakening 101 and come back because it's really like we can just keep getting into it, but we've got to move on. So the next thing that I'm going to say is around every object, there is a space. And that space is your awareness. So for example, you can't think a thought and not be aware of it. I mean, you could, you could be on autopilot. We've talked about that. But what makes us different is we don't have a thought that we can't review. Meaning the person that's within you is the person that's looking at the tape. So you're the person looking at your thoughts. You're the person that is watching yourself speak. You're the person that's watching yourself do everything that you do. So you are your consciousness. You're not your thoughts and you're not your ego and you're not your fears and you're not your judgment and you're not your identification with form. You're beyond that, your consciousness. You're in the realm of where you live in a physical world with form that has space around it. And I know it sounds like a lot to take in, but that's what welcomes you back to awareness is creating space in between what you think you know. So rather than look at a person and completely overanalyze them and think that you're some type of CIA agent that can analyze people, what you're really doing is you're attaching your ego to what you think you know about that person and giving them a mental description that makes you feel superior. That's all that that is. It's not even real intelligence. So if you back it up for a second and you just let the person walk by you in their physical form and you just let them be, you don't think of anything. You don't have to send them love. You don't have to send them pain. You don't have to send them a judgment. You don't have to send anything. Just create awareness by just watching that person walk by you with nothing to say. We're not going to say they're beautiful. We're not going to say they're ugly. We're not going to say they're dressed well. We're not going to say they're dressed bad. We're just going to let them walk by. How much awareness can you cultivate in your life today? Probably the most trippiest thing that I was doing the other day is when I was walking in the park and I was trying to put space around everything I was looking at. Everything you look at amplifies by like 10. Honest to God, it's like taking a gummy or like an enhancer, like some type of weed gummy, because what happens is you start to put space around it. You you stop judging what it is. You stop describing, okay, that's a tree and its branches and its leaves. And if you just look at it, it just is. There's no need to sit there and overanalyze or describe your surroundings when you can actually just be. So this is what I'm talking about, your constant need of identifying, which creates anxiety. Your constant need to know everything is truly driving your fears. And so that's why I felt this was an important conversation today. When we're talking about being fearless and facing adversity, never stop learning, use your imagination whenever possible, recognize the beauty around you, right? All of these things, so important, but how can we live the life that we've always dreamed if we're constantly faced with fears that are not rational? Not even that, but we're not even aware of it. We're not assessing it. We're never working on it. And then we wonder why we say, 
universe, universe, God, God, I'd love, you know, God's gods. I'd love to have a million dollars. And then it doesn't happen because you have a series of belief systems that you're operating throughout your daily basis of just walking down the street that you don't even realize that that's what your belief system is. You, you're believing in judgment. You're believing in being superior. You're believing in the egotistical state of mind that you cannot get out of because you're not conscious of the fact that you're just watching the ego run your mind. So dismantling that is to pause. And, and here's the thing. If you are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Have you ever looked at a child or maybe you're like, I don't like kids. So, okay. Have you ever looked at the ocean? Have you ever looked at a mountain? Have you ever looked at something that is bigger than you? And it's to the point that it's like an awe inspiring moment for you. Meaning you just kind of pause because there's an essence around it. And you're like, no, I've never experienced that. That's why being around newborns or you see a newborn baby. I mean, it's had to happen at some point where you just see something that has an essence that is so beautiful that you don't have a description for it. Your ego can't come up with anything because it's surrounded by awareness. It's surrounded by consciousness. There's a space that takes place between you wanting to judge that small child and being like, wow. And it could be a moment. It could just be a beautiful moment where a random, you know, like little kid comes up to you, has a little flower for you, like just such a random act of kindness. You know what I'm saying? It, it happens where sometimes you just pause and you rethink reality for a second. Like you rethink your definition. And what happens when you do that is there's a space that your ego is like, oh shit. Like, cause it knows it's being shut off. It cannot exist in that space where now you for a second create space between what you think you know and just letting it be. And so that's how I know that you know that your ego is there. That's how I know you know that you have irrational fears. That's how I know you know that you can correct it at any time and begin to build a life that you dream about. For me, I wake up and I live my dream. I say I'm grateful probably a hundred times a day. I always wanted to work from home full time. I didn't know how I was going to do that. I always wanted to run my own business. I didn't know how I was going to do that. I always wanted to follow my passions of motivating people, inspiring people. I did not know how I was going to do that. So there's so many things that you will not do if you listen to the irrational fear in you. And once they start rhyming, you know we're in a pep talk. But for real, it's it's one of those things that I really was like, it needs to come into fruition by me recognizing the things that I don't want to face. And so facing your adversity is the first step. Dismantling the fears is, is the second step. And in order to do that, the strategy is actually backwards. You want to face it. You want to embrace it. You want to give it a little hug. Come over here, you weird little fear. Let's give you a hug, right? Like it's not that serious is the point. You're irrational. I'm going to go into business and go bankrupt. Like, what have you even built yet? You know, that was like my thing. I was like, oh my God, what if I go bankrupt? Like, first of all, what'd you even build to go bankrupt? Like you haven't even built anything. There's nothing even existing right now to go bankrupt, but you're already there. So what type of irrational fears do you have? And that's the thing. Is it fear of even that? Or is it deep down fear of success? Fear of having everything you've ever wanted? What blocks you? What motivates you? What's your goal? What's your belief? 
What, what do you actually believe in? What makes you manifest? What makes you build a life that you are on your path to achieving goals and vibing at a higher vibration? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in the power of the universe? Do you believe in gratitude or these things that you just read in a book and you never practice? Gratitude is a feeling, a deep, deep feeling of just love for everything around you, your experience, your the people, the places, the things, the everything around you. Gratitude is the highest form of love. One of the best ways to get yourself in a positive space. One of the best ways to release your fear of the day. Honestly, gratitude for your coffee. I mean, come on. Coffee is amazing. Like, how could you not be excited about your coffee? Sometimes even before I'm going to bed, I'm like, I can't wait to have my little, call it my gratitude cup of coffee because it really does spark like a, I am so grateful for so many things in my life. And that could be anything. You could get around someone and be like, wow, I am so grateful for this. And so it's your appreciation that actually attracts more of that to you. So for me, it's not about having more. It's not about having less. It's about enjoying right now and being truly grateful and open to receiving. That's what it's really about because my belief system is there's enough for everybody. Miracles happen every day. And I really believe that you can manifest anything into your physical form as long as you have that space around what you're doing, as long as you can get your mind in line you can power it through. So one of the biggest things is what deciding today, what type of universe do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a fear-based mentality? Do you want to lack? Do you want to think life is hard? You know, what do you want to live in? How, how do you want to see life? Or do you want to believe that it's abundant, that it's easily, easily done, that it is what you've always dreamed of? Because a lot of times we're living our dream life and we don't even know it. That's why we look back and we go, oh my God, our kids grew up so fast. Oh, this happened so fast. Oh, I remember when I was working that job. Oh, I remember when we lived in that house. Did you miss your life? I'm confused. Because a lot of times we're living our dream and we don't even know it. So be conscious because basically what you are is you're in your dream right now. Your dream that you've manifested, whether you want to take ownership or not, is up to you in this lifetime. But towards the end, you'll figure it out. And the thing is, when you get to the space of like, this is all a dream that I dream, that I've always dreamed of. And once you become conscious that you are the dreamer in your dream that's waking up, that's when you say, oh my God, like I can bring more into my life than I ever than I ever you know, thought possible. You know, I could surround myself with things that I've never thought possible. I could, I could change my career at any time. I'm in control of that. Like you can change anything at any time. You are never stuck. It's your belief that keeps you stuck. It's your belief in your fears that keep you stuck. Most importantly, your fears always, always grab onto your belief system and say, this is why you have to believe this. Because if you don't, here's what here's this irrational illusion that's going to take place. So unblock your fears today. You can do it. Just remember that around every object, there is a space. That's why 
it's a vibe comes from sometimes you feel really at peace with something you feel really aware you feel really conscious that's good energy you want to keep yourself around people places things that cultivate that type of energy and vibration but just remember it's not just about all good vibes or bad vibes or whatever it's about creating that space that it just is and if you can get to the space of like it's not good it's not bad it just is that's when you're allowing things to just be it's the allowing that helps you so on the next spiritual teaching that I'm going to do, I'm going to dive into um, allowing, the art of allowing, different stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we'll just get into it, guys. So I think for the last thing that I'm going to say is I pulled a card that always kind of aligns here. So I pulled a tarot card for you, um, which is more like an affirmation, really. This is like an affirmation card, but it says, courage. My fear of rejection does not stop me from bravely going forward. And then the tarot card that I pulled with that is learn something new. So when I looked at this card and I'm just like looking at what it actually meant to me, it's really stepping into a new belief system. It's stepping into a new veil of what you think is possible for yourself. So whenever possible, always use your imagination to see if you can come up with something greater for yourself and really start to infuse your life with positive thinking. So I will see you guys on the next podcast. And again, you can hit me up on chelseaswiftblog.com or you can check me out on chelsea.swift on Instagram. Bye guys. And that's a wrap for today, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. And if you like this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts search for your girl, Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal and give me a five-star review. Maybe write something nice. If you're feeling nice, you can also download the anchor podcasting app or click on the support link in my bio to give a monthly subscription slash contribution to the show. And of course, all the vibes on chelseaswiftblog.com. If you're looking for funny blogs, recipes, my books, audio program, marketing consulting, personal consulting, spiritual consulting, go to chelseaswiftblog.com for all the things. And I will see you on the next podcast.